Hey, what's going on, friends? This is Michael James, and you are listening to The Michael James Show, and I just want to take a minute to welcome you to the program. Uh, if, you, if you're listening right now, if I could get you to go over and give us a like and a share on Facebook, you can find me at uh, The Michael James Show on Facebook. And then if you're on Twitter, uh, you can also find me that the, the TMJS20, at TMJS20 is the uh, the Twitter handle. If you could go on there and give me a like uh, or a follow there too, that'd be greatly appreciated. And if you listen to the show, if you could just share it. Um, today I want uh, today I want to get into a video I saw uh, a while, uh, not too long ago. It was basically, and you probably saw it, it was the one where the, uh, the group of kids on the school bus were uh, all ganged up and beat the crap out of this other kid. And uh, as disturbing as that is, uh, when I watched it, I was, I was just wondering, is this where our country's going? Is this the path that, um, we're going to end up taking? Is this our future? Cause kids are, I mean, eventually they're going to, kids turn to adults, right? They, um, they end up, um, they're going to end up running for office, going to end up running the country, running, running businesses. Is this the kind, is this what we're teaching our kids to, uh, nowadays? Cause let's face it. Um, kids learn everything they know, right? When they're born, when we're born as babies, I mean, really the only thing we know how to do is suck, sleep, poop and pee. I mean, honestly, that's about the only thing we do. And over time, as we grow, uh, then we start learning. We learn from our parents and we learn from, uh, we learn from parents. We learn from TV. We learn from everything school. I mean, kids are like sponges. They absorb everything they see. Right. So what are you teaching your kids? I mean, if you have kids, like, honestly, if kids are acting out, there's a good chance they learned it from their parents or they learned it from TV, but you got to be careful what you're, what your kids are learning like to have kids like i know you're probably thinking you don't know what i'm i don't know what i'm talking about and i get it but here's the thing i have a seven-year-old son all right he's in first grade and so i know that he learns and you know the funny thing when he was younger he liked a lot of the same things i liked food wise you know all this other stuff because he's learning from me by watching me he is learning from me yeah, so we got to be careful what we're teaching our kids. And there's a lot of things that go into um, what we teach our kids. How are you teaching? How are you raising them? What kind of parenting style are you developing? Are you not developing, but what kind of parenting style are you employing to raise your kid? I mean, there's a couple different parenting styles and a lot of them. I mean, there's no right or wrong style to parenting. If you want to do parenting right, Really, you look no look no further than the Bible. You know, the Bible says in Proverbs twenty or twenty two six, direct your children onto the right path, and when they are older, they will not they will not leave it. So we need to teach our kids the right path, the right way to do things. Now, are your kids going to mess up? Yes. Are they going to be? Are they going to do bad things? Like, are they going to do the wrong thing? Chances are, yes. Why? Because we're all born with a sin nature. We're born into a sinful world. It happens. The other thing is, and it's a, it's kind of a taboo thing nowadays, but discipline your kids. I mean, seriously, when you discipline your kids, you're basically, you're training them to do the right thing. Like 
it doesn't you hear discipline you automatically think negative discipline doesn't necessarily have to be a negative experience it just has to be a teaching experience all right when you do something wrong you get disciplined and you don't you chances are you're going to learn not to do the wrong thing now what does that look like it could be different things a lot of times when you hear discipline you think of spankings and hey i got spankings when i was younger i turned out mildly okay uh depends on who you ask and who you talk to but i think i turned out mildly okay so it just really depends on on but there's other ways to discipline for instance you could ground your kid when they get, get too old for spankings you can ground them uh i found what works well because i've tried to spank my son and it doesn't work he's stubborn <laughs> he's like me he's stubborn i just take stuff away uh from him uh he's not allowed to watch tv like for uh, for instance i'll give you an example uh, my son is not allowed to watch puss in boots on netflix i don't even know if it's still on netflix but one time they had a show uh Puss in Boots got his own TV show, the uh, the cat from Shrek. Got his own TV show on Netflix. I told him, and my son was watching it, which at when he when it first came on, if I mean, it's Puss in Boots from Shrek. How bad can it really be? I like Shrek. I mean, so I, was, I let him watch it. And uh, he was watching it one day, and I walk into his room, and his room's a mess. And uh, he, had a little, he had a little TV in his room, and he was watching it. And um, I just told him, I was like, hey, you need to clean up your room. Uh, we're getting ready to go. He's like, I'll do it after this episode. I'm like, no, you're going to do it now or I'm going to turn off the TV. Looks right up at me. Doesn't miss a beat. Poor little puss. I'm like, what'd you just say? And then as I'm walking over to him, I look over at the TV and realize what he's watching. He's watching Puss in Boots. So kids are always learning, always learning. Uh, after that, he's not, he's now not allowed to watch Puss in Boots on Netflix. If it's even still on there. I don't even know if it's still on there because he's not allowed to watch it. So there's always, there's always learning, but that that's a form of discipline, taking away something. So they learn not to do something else. You're basically discipline is basically training them to do the right thing. And as parents, we should strive to teach our kids to do the right thing because I mean, let's face it. How many of you guys remember? Um, I don't know. It's probably a couple years now. Luckily it stopped, but there for a while, it was pretty big on YouTube. It was called the Tide Pod Challenge. And this is the stupidest thing I've ever saw in my life. It was basically a bunch of teenagers would get on YouTube or Facebook or wherever they were doing it. And they would stick a Tide Pod in their mouth. I mean, this was such a big thing. Tide actually had to start putting bigger warning labels on their, on their box to um, persuade teenagers to not eat Tide Pods. Like seriously, why, why are you eating Tide Pods? That is the dumbest thing I've ever heard in my life. And the whole time I'm watching it, I'm like, where did you learn this? Like who started this? Whose bright idea was it to, oh, let's just, uh, I got a good challenge. Uh, let's stick Tide Pods in our mouth and, Oh, so stupid. I'm just like, where's your parents? Discipline your, discipline your kids. So they don't do stupid stuff like put Tide Pods in. Because aside from being stupid, the reason it's stupid is because it's dangerous. You're putting chemicals in your body. At least, you know, look. Oh, I don't know. It's, it's bad. Shortly after that, they came out with another challenge, which was, which was 
equally as stupid. And I'm sure it was just as dangerous, but it was called the condom challenge. And I can't believe I'm talking about this, but the condom challenge was, um, the condom challenge is where you stick a condom, you snort a condom up your nose and you pull it out your mouth. What's wrong with what's wrong with kids today? I mean, seriously, I, I remember when I was a kid, I'd go outside from like, I would spend most of my time outside. I'm granted. I get it. It's a different world now. I get it. It's a different world. Can't, uh, but I would go out right around town. Of course I grew up in a town, a small town, um, with only 2000 people in it. And, um, so I would, I never came from, I didn't come from a large city and basically we, as kids, we would just go out and run around town, try to cause trouble and sometimes, and sometimes try to stay out of trouble and do whatever and keep ourselves occupied for, you know, most of the day. And I get it. You can't do that now, but I mean, there's gotta be something better than doing these, doing those stupid challenges and just sitting there watching TV or just sitting there playing video games. You can still go outside. Just, you know, stay in the back, stay where no one can see you. Or, Hey, how about this? Parents do your job. It's the time with your children. <laughs> Tell them to turn off the game, go to the park, take them to the park. I mean, my son, we usually, um, I'll take him to the park. I'll walk with him up and down the road while he rides his bike. Uh, he, he's always wanting to go do something. We always go do something on my days off. So just spend time with your kids, raise your kids, train your kids, love your kids, show them the love of Christ. Parenting to me, parenting is probably one of the most amazing and stressful jobs you can have. I say that because a child really is a gift and the more I was thinking and preparing for this particular uh, episode, the more I started to realize how much of a gift it really is. Kids don't just happen. Okay. From the Christian viewpoint, kids don't just happen. You are entrusted by God to raise that child in the way he should go. Every child is a gift from God to you. He is entrusting you to raise him and raise them right. And even if you're not a Christian, look, I got news flash for you. That child you have, or you are going to have is still going to be a gift from God. All right. He is entrusted. There's a plan for that child that you are most suited to get him to from point A to point B. Even if you're an atheist, he's God is still entrusting you to get that child from point A to point B. It's all part of his plan. If you think for one second that God can't use you as an atheist or not, or someone that doesn't profess Christianity, you got another thing coming. He can use anybody and everybody. And he does to fulfill his will. So they're all a gift from God. Let's talk about the different types of parenting because I found this quite interesting while I was uh, doing my research for this particular episode. Uh, I started looking at the uh, different types of parenting. There's actually quite a few uh, types of parenting. You got the, uh, the helicopter parents out there and uh, Hey, if you're a helicopter parent, then you might be a little too controlling. I'm just saying, it's just my humble opinion. You probably don't have, if you're, if you 
are a true helicopter parent, you probably don't have to be as controlling as you are. Now, if you say you're a helicopter parent, but you're really probably not a helicopter parent, then hey, you're probably not that controlling. Now we're gonna get into these different types of parenting and I'm not saying which parenting, I'm not endorsing any type of parenting uh, because every kid's different and every parent's different. And what one parent does may not work for you may not work for the other parent. What I do, how I raise my son may not be work the same way for you to raise your son or daughter. There's just different types. I'm just laying out the facts and what I thought were funny when I was reading them. Helicopter parenting, it's not, it's starting not to be as prevalent as it was in the past, but it's still pretty, um, it's still pretty prevalent or it's still, there's still some helicopter parents out there. And basically a helicopter parent just hovers over their child and doesn't let them grow, doesn't let them explore, gain independence, nothing. And the problem, and really, I mean, when you think about it, uh, one of the downfalls to helicopter parenting is when your kid turns 18, they, um, they're, they are, um, they're probably not going to be very independent. They're not going to be able to think for themselves and they're going to have a hard time in the real world. All right. Then the other type of parenting that I looked up was, uh, it's called free range parenting and true story. I was looking up articles on free range parenting and I came across an article and free range parenting and the article camera, I can't remember where the article was, but it was saying how the, um, how the, uh, the lady who coined free range parenting, uh, she's, at, she's from New York and she let her nine year old, um, nine-year-old walk, find his own way home from the subway by himself in New York city. You've lost your ever love in mind. You think I'm going to let my nine-year-old lose New York city by himself. Uh, I'm assuming the child made it. I never, I didn't find any other stories saying that, you know, kid was kidnapped or anything. Thank goodness. So I'm assuming he made it home, but it was, that's just a funny story how free range parenting, the origins of free range parenting, if you will, but free range parenting, if done correctly, as your child gets older and get, and his maturity level grows. Cause like I said, as they're growing, they're always learning. They're always maturing as they grow and the maturity grows, then you start giving them more independence and they start, you know, you start allowing them to do some things on your own. I think when I was growing up and my parents are probably going to listen to this and I don't know if they're going to agree with me or not. But when I was growing up, like I said, I, I grew up in a small town, probably 2000 people. And, uh, I don't know if it was helicopter parenting or free range parenting. I mean, technically back then free range parenting wouldn't have been a thing yet, but as we were growing up, um, my sister, who is my older sister, I got two sisters, my older sister, who is, uh, two years older than me. It was so funny as we were growing up when I, when she would get something like a cell phone or when she was able to go out on her own, like at the fair or whatever, and not have to hang around the parents all night, they would allow me to do the same thing. Oh, so irritated. She was so irritated, so mad at, but they would let me do the same thing. And it's not necessarily cause I was more mature than her cause I probably wasn't and hindsight it probably wasn't a good thing that they did it. But then again, if they wouldn't have, would I really be where I am today? And maybe I'm not in a good place. I don't know. I 
feel like my life has been interesting. But anyway, back to my story. So yeah, they they would let her when they let her do something, they let me do the exact same thing. So like the first year she got to go and not have to hang around the parents on all, all night at the county fair, I got to do the same thing. I think a main reason that was because at the time in that particular era in human history, it was probably more girls were probably more prone to be taken than boys were. And I was pretty fast. So if anybody actually ever tried to mess with me, I have a good feeling that I could probably got away or at least got to someone that I knew because that was the other thing. It was a town of 2000 people. Everybody knew everybody. That's the whole thing. Stick of a small town. But yeah, she, she would get so irritating. I'm not so free range parenting. Uh, if it's done right, it could be a good thing. Cause I mean, honestly, it's probably going to foster independence, self-reliance, and it's going to help them make decisions and help them prepare, be a little bit more prepared for the real world. Like, I don't think anybody's ever really fully prepared for what life's going to throw you. Cause life throws you for a loop every chance it gets. But another funny story about free range parenting before I move on my son's seven, when he was six and in kindergarten, he came to, he came up to me. He's like, dad, when can I, uh, can I start walking to school on my own? No, son. No, you cannot. Why not? Well, and when he asked the question, because as kids do, they always ask questions, a lot of questions. And, um, and it was funny because when he asked the question, I, I thought about it for a few minutes and I'm like, hmm, why can't you walk to school? Well, let's start with this. Let's say I allow you to walk to school, son. Hypothetically, I let you walk to school. Next thing you know, you get kidnapped. Now I'm going to lose my ever loving mind and I'm going to come after you, get you back, probably end up killing whoever took you. Cause I'm going to be, cause like I said, lost my ever loving mind. Next thing you know, I'm going to jail for at the minimum manslaughter, uh, depending on how le- how much sympathy I can gather from the jury. And then while I'm in jail, you're going to have to go live with your mom. I was like, do you want to go live with your mom, son? No. All right. Well, then that's why you can't watch school. Cause you watch school. You gotta go live with your mom. Hindsight being what it is. I don't know if that was the right way to handle that, but it makes for a funny story. Doesn't it? If I was to adopt the free range parenting model, I mean, he's not old enough. He's not mature enough. I will say this much. He is good with directions. We'll be driving somewhere and my son will be like, turn left here, turn right there. And so, I mean, he's good with directions. He like, when we come home from church, he, he tells me, you're going to go three bridges. Then that's going to be our exit. You're right. How about that, son? He's good at direction. So he's at least got that going for him. He's also got road rage. Remember how I told you that, uh, kids learn, they watch you and they learn due to my family. My son has road rage and he can't drive. He's a backseat driver with road rage. And by road rage, I mean, we'll be sitting at the light. He'll be in the backseat looking at the light and just as soon as it turns green. Sometimes he, he doesn't even let it turn green. He's like, you need to go. I'm like, son, it just turned green. Calm down. Or if it's not green, it's still red. I'm like, it's a red light, son. What do we do at red lights? We stop. All right. So we can't go then. But he learned road rage at a young age. He also learned the F-bomb from his grandfather on his mother's side. So that's always fun. But yeah, so 
we got a lot of, I got a lot of training to do. Not necessarily discipline, but training. Cause I don't, as part of my training style, I don't directly go to discipline. Like if, if he picks something up from when he goes to his mom's house that may or may not be good, I'll sit him down. I'll tell him like, Hey, we don't say this. All right. For instance, I just, uh, when he came back saying the F word, I sat him down. I'm like, Hey, you can't be saying the F word. All right. Uh, that's a bad word. We don't say it. And that was the end of it. He hasn't said it since. I don't say it. My parents don't say it. My sisters don't say it. So everybody he's around doesn't say it. So that's all it took to train him not to say it. We just tell him, Hey, we, that's a bad word. We don't say it. But then there's times that it takes a little bit more. For instance, I'm not sure where he learned it because he's never seen me fight before, but he, he, uh, we were at church one time and apparently a kid did not get out of his way fast enough and he just hauled off and decked him as hard as he can to pow right in the nose. And, um, yeah, uh, that took a little bit more, uh, training not to do that because one, my son is actually bigger than most kids his age. So if you get him around, like I got pictures of him in his class and he's just towering over his class, his first grade class. And a lot of other first graders, I'm like, he's going to be a big kid, which I was a big kid when I was his age too. So, uh, that's good. He's not going to take after, he's not going to get, take after his mom in the height department. Thank goodness. Yeah. He just hauled off and decked that kid. And, uh, I, I mean, I think I took something away. I'm like, you can't do this. You cannot hit kids that are smaller than you. You can't hit anybody. Don't be fighting anybody. I can't remember what I took away from that was a year or two ago. Oh, well, no, one last, one last year. It had to have been like two years ago. So I don't remember, but I remember, I remember I ended up taking something away, um, to teach him not to do it. And that was the form of discipline I used and it worked to my knowledge. He only ever gotten one other fight, but to his credit, it was an older kid that he got in a fight with. And he was, uh, the way I understand the story is he was defending a girl. So, Hey, how do you get mad at that? Right? He was defending someone. He didn't start it. I don't know if he ended it. I just know I got a call from school and this was in He was in summer school at the time. I just remember I got a call from school saying that, uh, he got in a fight. I'm like, who won? And I remember the school's like, uh, oh man, that was funny. Yeah. Just discipline your kids. Te it teaches them respect, respect for others, respect for themselves, teaches them right and wrong. Another thing I want to talk, talk, I want to talk to just the guys right quick, just the guys right now, guys, if you have a kid be present in that kid's life, a child needs his father. If you have a son as a dad, you teach him how to be a man. You teach him how to treat others fairly. You are an example to your son and he looks up to you. Statistically speaking, there's a higher rate of drug abuse, sexual activity, and suicide when a father's not present in the home. So be present. Even if you're divorced and you or your wife have split up and the kids don't live with you, be present. Find a way to make time to be present in your child's life. Whatever that, whatever it takes, whatever it looks like, be present. Tell your kids you love them. Don't be the jerk off dad that never says I love you. It's okay to tell your kids 
that you love them. It may not do anything for you, but it means the world to them. So don't be that guy who's just going to ignore your kids and be like, well, she's got custody of them. So I don't get this. I don't get that. No, fight for your kids. Be present in their life. Now I'm going to talk to the ladies. If you are a mom, oh, or good to moms, dads, one other thing. If you have daughters, still be present in their life. Teach your daughter how, how boys and men are going to treat, need to treat her. All right. It's just as equally important that you are in your daughter's life as it is that you are in your son's life. All right. Now back to the ladies, ladies, I'm talking to you now because in this day and age, it's not uncommon for ladies to not have custody of the kids in this day and age. I have full custody of my son. He lives with me majority of the year. Uh, I think he goes down to his mom's six times a year, something like that, five or six times a year. So majority of the year, he, he's with me. Be present in your kid's life. Find a way to be present in your kid's life. Whatever that looks like, do whatever you have to do. Because a mom is just as important as a dad. A mom teaches loving, nurturing. Speaking from, from the view of a single parent, that has custody, a single father who has custody of his son. It is a lot harder. It, it is just as equally as hard for me to pull off being a mom as it is for you to be a dad. So be present. Whatever that looks like, whatever you got to do, do it. Show your kids you love them, you care about them, and be there for them. So I think that about covers it for this particular show. Kids are the future, but we as parents need to do our jobs as parents. All right. Look, if you choose to be a helicopter parent, fine, be a helicopter parent, but be present. You can still be a helicopter parent and teach your, and still do what the Bible says to do. Train them up in the way they should go. And when they're older, they won't depart from it. If you decide to be a free range parent, don't be the type of free range parent that, all right, you're one, you can do whatever you want and be absent from their life. I guess last but not least, discipline your kids. Discipline is part of training. Don't, don't associate negativity with discipline because it's not necessarily a negative thing. Proverbs, uh, 1324. Those who spare the rod of discipline hate their children. Those who love their children care enough to discipline them. So by not disciplining them, you're essentially saying you don't love your children. According to that verse, discipline your kids, love your kids, cherish your kids, and realize that all kids are a gift from God. Love y'all. God bless.